0: I'm Preeti Chipper. And I'm Jen Northington. And this is Tar Valen or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast.
1: It's all sort of complicated, but it just happened. Nothing to do with Taverin.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I well, I also underline that quote because <laughs> I was like, oh you sweet, sweet, silly, stupid boy.
1: <laughs> right. It's like, Have you, have we, we're 500 pages into The Shadow Rising. Have you yet to learn that everything is to do with (laughs) Perrin B.T. Way.
0: Oh, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, We are rereading the books in advance of the TV show Adaptation's release, which is coming up very soon in the next like six weeks. Um, Yeah, about six weeks. Talking about some of our favorite and not so favorite moments and digging into all things Wheel of Time.
1: I don't have any (sighs) pre-discussion notes today because I feel like we're going to spend a million hours talking about these chapters.
0: We are. The only minor thing that I think we should mention, just because we are talking about the TV show, is that the actor who plays Matt has been recast between seasons one and two with no explanation, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. So part of me, I mean... Obviously, your instinct is like, oh, what happened? And like, maybe yeah. something did. We don't know. But also, if the first season is kind of mostly the first book, that's not really going to have a ton to do. <laughs> right? Other than kind of be like Gollum-ish
1: right. about everything. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's true that while we, I mean, they've been saying like, it's not going to map exactly. Right. So we don't, we don't really know. But it's a good point that theoretically if they stick relatively close to eye of the world plotline, Matt is mostly just muttering in a corner. So we'll see.
0: I guess, yeah, like so no they... to
1: ourselves don't get too attached to right. that
0: actor's portrayal. Because like, maybe he was great for that, but when they found out they were getting picked up for a second season and when Matt was going to have to shift and how active he is and what, how he's portraying the character they thought it wouldn't work who knows i we legitimately don't know anything this is all conjecture right it would be nice if
1: it wasn't for something terrible like maybe he yeah, has a schedule conflict wouldn't that yeah. be awesome
0: it'd be great i hope that <laughs> it's that i hope it's something just like absurd and boring
1: <laughs> yes boring we're we're rooting for boring reasons
0: let's go for a boring reason for a recast fingers crossed extremely, extremely. i think that's about it though
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Matt. So, uh-huh. chapter 24, which we were so good, we didn't read ahead. Chapter 24 left us on this cliffhanger of Matt like can't breathe. And then because Robert Jordan is a fucking asshole, the next chapter starts with like Rand being like, "Hmm, what are these columns for?" I was
0: so furious. <laughs> it's like, "How dare you? How dare how, the audacity?
1: <laughs> he knows how to build that tension. I'll he give him
0: that. He really does. It's like the major through line is like, Robert Jordan, you know how to like stress <laughs> us out so intensely. And I will say these first two chapters, yeah. which are technically rand, but like only like marginally yeah. so. Right. I've like literally I had to pull out a notebook and start mm-hmm. writing things down, which I have not – usually I just make notes on the margins. But I was like, no, I can't keep – I need to keep this straight. <laughs> like because – so I think we'll do it a little differently because basically over the course of two chapters, we go through the history from backwards from the point that Ruidian is kind of being built into the Isle the – history as well as the travelers and the gen and the way they all intersect. And it is fascinating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My notes for this is like, So now we found out how the Irish got to the desert because the the Isle are like, you know, they're like red-headed, blue-eyed people. That's not a desert people. No. That's not how how geography works, generally speaking. Uh, So now we know how that happened. And they were migrants. So that makes much more sense in just how things work. Um, Although I know it's fantasy, whatever, but still.
0: There are obvious real world parallels yep. that Robert Jordan is taking from, as we have discussed before, just kind of like piecemeal picking things out mm-hmm. and braiding them to, bra- braiding them together and <laughs> doing what he wants, which mm-hmm. is frustrating at times and, you know we we recognize that, I think indeed. I think I think yes.
1: We've talked about it <laughs> once or twice. I think,
0: I think we have mentioned it, but so yeah, I kind. <laughs>
1: These ahead, new POVs are super strong. So the thing yes! that's happening, yeah, like I don't even know how we're going to approach. So, so Rand is in the columns in mm-hmm. Ruidian of Light, and he's seeing Muradin, Kuladin's brother, like up ahead of him a little ways, and he's looking like very distressed. And uh, And then we jump into, he is like suddenly seeing things from... The other people in history's point of view. So, so we're mm-hmm. alternating between a little bit of Rand and then a big chunk of somebody from history.
0: Yeah, but ev- the the hist the historical perspectives are it's one family lineage. Yes, yes. That's going down through these this this entire family, and it's nine different perspectives. You counted. I would I, count. I literally I like I was <laughs> showing it down. me her crazy notes. It's, it's yeah. It's I like for every character i put down around how old like how old they were if they didn't tell us what their relationship was and what the state of the aisle was at the time (gasps) at which we're seeing them because that's what i was most interested in dude that's so thorough it's because that's what i feel like something and this is I i i wrote about this when we originally did a reread like for book riot however long ago um which is something that jordan does really well which i think is really interesting is his thoughts on legacy mm. and his thoughts on the evolution of culture mm. and what it means for people and we'll we'll see this pop up again later on but it was this whole these two chapters were just, just like I'm obsessed with them <laughs> <laughs> right I think it's yeah. so interesting because so okay so I guess we can kind of like dig into now that we've sort of given the overview of <laughs> what this is because like the way I see it is this takes give or take 300 350 years ish okay based on my math i think sure it's it's a little like you know whatever i mean nine Uh,
1: generations that sounds about
0: right right. ish ish
1: or so well they're overlapping Um, so yes yeah
0: um so that's the wrong book (laughs) Where's the right book? oh here professional sorry <laughs> this is a really this is a really complex series of chapters, which more so I think than anything else we've read has taken me back to other pieces of the story yes, yes, right yes, um, so we kick off with him being mundane, who is around like thirties ish and forty it says 40s- he's forty. 40 he's 30 40 40 years old and so he we've they mentioned the gen aisle to us before Mm -hmm. can you remember that context
1: yeah so they (laughs) you're like
0: cool because i I didn't write that down
1: (laughs) <laughs> they t- they have made fleeting references to them in various conversations but none of the characters that whose heads we've been in know what it anything means. like they they know that Ruidian is the place of the Gen Isle but it's unclear to them if there're actually any people or if the tribe is even a real tribe or if it's just like like they don't there there's no They have never met a Gen Isle. They don't know that they ever will. Mm -hmm. And the way that the other Isle refer to them is very mysterious.
0: So in this particular moment where Rand has become Mandane, which is not dissimilar, I think, to sort of the way... We saw that brief moment happen when he was like traveling in one of the earlier books. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There were some like POV shifts there where he was like inhabiting the bodies of other people, but he maintained his separateness in those, I believe.
1: Right. Or the way that Iguin and Nynaeve mm-hmm. have moved through their accepted test yes. is what it immediately reminded me of, except that that's different versions of themselves. And here he is in, he is being, uh, a ride along to the consciousness of some person not connected to him. I mean, theoretically, we actually don't know if he's related by blood to these people. We have no idea. We have I,
0: no idea. I actually assumed yes. Yeah, I, I very much assumed that we were seeing Rand's lineage here.
1: But if Muradin is seeing the same things that he's seeing, but we don't, we but we don't, we don't know. know that it could be his own lineage that goes back. Yeah, but then again, that's assuming everybody's lineage goes back three hundred years, which is like a little iffy. We- but anyway, point being.
0: We not we don't it, it's it's so interesting because I think again, this is where he pulls like Jordan pulls in these like sci-fi mm-hmm. aspects in a really mm-hmm. interesting way, which we'll really see in a couple generations. Yes. Um, but it does say like separateness faded, acceptance came, he was mandane. He is literally becoming these people. And so in this section, Mandane is coming upon the half-built Ruidian. Um they basically are, like, all of the various sects of these Isle have either – it have it's either come to them or dream, or it's been told to them that you have to come here and do this, or you will destroy yourselves, mm-hmm. essentially. It says, their seps will die, mundane. within three generations they will be dust, in their holds and castle, and their cattle belong to other sets. their names will be lost. Um, and there's all this talk about the gen here, mm-hmm. and the gen – as a separate entity, like, a line that struck me it was, like, killing in front of a gen was almost as bad as killing a gen. Yeah. So we're seeing sort of more of this nonviolent. Right. Uh, whatchamacallit. Poly- uh, philosophy. It's mm-hmm. like, policy is not the right word. Um, I want to mention names really quickly because the names felt so deliberate. So, like, Mordain, which is so close to Moiraine.
1: Oh, you mean of the Aes Sedai? Yeah. Yeah. So, there's, right, so there's these two Aes Sedai with mm-hmm. the Gen Isle, who appear to be, like, a bajillion years old. Yep. And... And
0: yes. Dermon.
1: Right. Mor- Mordain
0: and Nerisse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And they're there, and they say, we speak for Ruidian and the Gen Isle, right? Um... And that, oh, no, wait.
1: Mordena and Nerissa are the...
0: The Aes Sedai, right?
1: Are they? Yeah. There's these other two graying women. No. I don't think so. I think they're different women. Because there's, like,
0: multiple... Oh, by two graying women, you yeah. 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 Um... Came from the dark-eyed Aes yeah. Sedai sitting in her carved chair. They don't have names yet. Interesting.
1: So that so Nar- Mordain and Nerese are Gen Isle. Yes. Uh, but there are two Aes Sedai involved in the conversation. But so they there don't are five have five the, people there. Yeah. Well, plus all of the clan.
0: Plus, teams. yeah, but from Ruidian, presumably. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but what was interesting here is the moment of like they call themselves the Gen Isle, and mm-hmm. the Isle don't like that. There's like an an uncomfortable notion there for some for for them for some reason we don't we don't know what it is, um, and so they're kind of like telling them it's like you have to come because of what is forthcoming essentially right, mm-hmm. but it seems like it's like a damned if you do damned if you don't situation because they say agree or we will be destroyed as if we never were agree or we will destroy ourselves but eventually it's like you'll be destroyed regardless right mm-hmm. and it's like oh and so it's dermin is saying as a, on behalf of the gen that like they've been searching for this place that ruidian is this place they've been looking for and they have been waiting for and now we prepare it if not for the purpose we once thought which isn't explained he just says we do what we must and we keep the faith and this is the moment that mandane is like you are isle mm and it kind of like shocks everybody and he says I will go to the gen isle and you're like uh, <laughs> what's happening yeah yeah
1: but so i so what we're seeing here is the very first testing yes the the institutionalizing of the testing of the clan chiefs Mm -hmm. and like we know that clan chiefs have to go into ruity and and come back and some of them don't Mm -hmm. uh and now and this is the first moment that that ever happens
0: yes and so rand kind of comes out of it at that point and questioning where he could still feel the contempt for the gen fading into admiration were the gen Isle or were they not they looked the same, but they and they were just in the same clothes except for the veils. But there were no weapons, and there was no. He says, "There's no such thing as an isle without right. weapon." And meanwhile, like you said, we are seeing the parallel journey of uh, Muradine at the same time. So we get like a line about Muradin, and then he goes and becomes Roderick, right? Who is Maiden's great father's great father. Because right. Maiden's great father is Comran, I think. And Comran's great father is Roderick because he mentions this in his part. Right. It's It's long. It's a long history of names yeah. and people. <laughs> and this is why I wrote it down. I believe you. But there's a line in this section where Roderick, who at this point is 19, says – they are the Gen Isle, we are the Isle, same but different. Mm. So we're two generations removed, right? Yeah. So I I assumed like- great-father meant grandfather. Yeah. So if Comran would be Mandane's father's father, and then Comran's father's father is Roderick. So we're four generations removed from Mandane. Sure, right?
1: Sounds legit
0: because so the time this is,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so much you're like you're trying to keep weight. It's a
0: what? It's there. It's like a he's a predecessor. It, well, because at some point it becomes father and son. Yeah. So this is the widest. This is the big jump. This is the big jump from mandane to the gen searching for these things where where it was like the gen were not Isle. Four gener- prior- generations prior to that, they are Isle, but they are they are the Gen Isle. They are the same as the Isle, but they are different, is what Roderick says. Right. Um, and also, so they're in Ruidian in that first part. Here, they're kind of, we don't really get a sense of, like, where they are other than they are somewhere where there are towns.
1: They're right at the edge of the spine of the world.
0: Yeah. We know that. They're near the spine of the world, but they interact with people who are not Isle. Yes. Because they have gotten approval to, like, drink some water from this town.
1: Right. And they haven't crossed, like, they haven't, they're on the other side of the spine of the world and they don't live on the other side yet. Yeah. they have
0: never been there. Right. They have no idea what's on the other side of that. Um, There are still mentions of Aes Sedai here as Mm -hmm. well. And it seems like the constant throughout all of this until the very end is how nervous the Aes Sedai make everyone around them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Because that is something he says several times. And so he's he's explaining to this this town person who comes out who's like, we should get rid of, we should, we should take on the Aes Sedai. like we should do all this stuff. And they're kind of like, We're not, we're not, we don't want to be included in that narrative. No thanks. <laughs> no thank you. <laughs> um, and then in this story, Roderick mentions his great father Jordan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who is there and he's like supposedly there was like snow at some point but roger can't really believe that but like he knows like Jordan is of this countenance and knows all of this stuff and is very good at being isle but they are calling themselves the people of the dragon Secretly, Be- secretly, they don't tell anybody because they mention that the spine of the world has another name called Dragonwall.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting, the last line-ish of this section is, mm-hmm. in the whole world, there were only Aiel, Jen, and enemies. Only that, Aiel, yep. Jen, and enemies. So, like, that clearly the Aiel and the Jen have a very specific relationship, mm-hmm. and we know from the previous perspective that the Jen are nonviolent and yep. that they are traveling, like, they are they are interacting very closely with Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in this one, we see them, like, the Aes Sedai are traveling with the Jen, and, like... Roderick knows that there was a thing that the Isle were supposed to do, but maybe they didn't, and maybe yeah. the Aes Sedai are like sad about it, but the Jens still do it, but he doesn't know what it is.
0: So another moment with Rand where he's just and, and Moradine. Rand realizes this is before the Isle ever came to the Threefold Land, and then he steps forward and then we're with Jordan mm-hmm. who is twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in the snow, which I thought was very interesting. Yes the deliberate choice of shifting everything is so fascinating to me because it's so jarring mm-hmm. on like there's no way to find a level of comfort in these perspectives for rand because everything is going to be new in every single one right right like the the ability to latch on to something comforting may not even be there and i think it's a very deliberate choice on the part of jordan to shove rand into honestly more discomfort totally
1: side note it says he's 18
0: oh i've looked at the wrong number okay. the 22 was my minus 22 of years <laughs> 18 was on the other side okay fair enough. sorry mike That's i good. looked at the wrong column it's all good <laughs> he's 18
1: i just don't want the patriot to be like uh <laughs> I know,
0: Sorry, you're right 18 not 22
1: but this is 22 um, years earlier than the last perspective that we had
0: yes Got ish it. Um, so here we have that the gen are separate from the isle, right It's no longer separate, like same but different. it's they are separate mm-hmm. um, and Jorydom is actually quite irritated that there are so many so many more gen than there are isle here, whereas the gen are saying we are the only true isle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what is most important in this section, of course, it is the introduction of maidens of the sphere,
1: well, presumably. That- that, but also, even before that, uh in this interchange between Jordan and the Jen who have come to talk to
0: mm-hmm.
1: him, uh, the Jen says, like, we are the only true Isle. You have given up the way. Yes. And Jordan was like, that's a lie. I've never held a sword. Like, he has weapons, but he's saying specifically. But no swords. I have never held a sword. So, like, there's this dispute between these two groups about what this capital W way is. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we're seeing it. Named specifically, that the gen are nonviolent, and, and that the rest of, that the Iel, which jet like this guy doesn't think that they are Aiel, right. Uh, they like have weapons, but not a
0: sword, very specifically not a sword. And also the gen travel in wagons, yes, yeah, so I think we are meant to understand. Yes. That they are travelers or yes. there is a relationship between the gen and the travelers mm-hmm. at that at some point, the gen either became the travelers or something happened, right? right. The nonviolence, or the wagon the wagons, travelers became
1: the gen. Or, lo- yeah, yeah. Right.
0: however. So those are the two things, right? Is that the gen, there is some relationship to the travelers and this introduction of the maiden of the sphere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is pretty great it's it's yeah, it's pretty cool, so basically these uh, couple of Jen come up to Jordan because some of their own have been taken, and they want to go after them, and Jordan's father, yeah right? lewin 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 is kind of like, okay, but if you come here and do this, you have to take up the spear, you will not be welcome back, right, right. right. Um, you'll never be allowed back in the wagons, presumably because they will commit have committed violence acts of violence right um and so they talk to Morin, who is this woman who is like they took my daughter, mm-hmm. and Lewin kind of tells her it's like you don't have to do this just to stay like it's just you can put it down, there's no shame, and she says they have my daughter mm-hmm. and Jordan's like or Jordam is surprised that Lewin nods mm-hmm. and says, there is a first time for all things. And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. and Morin kind of has this moment where she clearly is like, well, my husband sucks. Cause he's already like forgotten our daughter. So I'm on my own now. What's up Jordam? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's very interesting. And then we do get this moment about the trees. of Light. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah also yeah. interesting
1: yeah so she's talking about uh like how they he like her husband who she's like whatever to him he's not even gonna help me get the daughter back she's like he cares more about the trees and jordan was mm-hmm. like what the trees trees? T- trees she's like yeah there's these three trees in a barrel I don't know, like it's important, but I don't They're care like- anymore because I'm not Jen. Like I'm, I'm not going to be Jen anymore. I'm going to. And she be- says, like,
0: I am married to this this now while yes. holding the spear. So we yeah. literally have our spear maiden. Yep. Oh, it's so good! It's I know. so good. And Morin also says to Jordan, like, like she's like, you're going to make a good dad <laughs> to <laughs> my kid. But she says, I saw your face in a dream so that yeah, she's so also a dreamer
1: dreamer yep that's true yep. Oh, there's so much, so much and it's so, so good yeah. it's so
0: good uh so jordan's father was lewin mm-hmm. and so we have our moment where we see everyone or we see rand and murden mm-hmm. murden is not he's not, not doing he's well he's not
1: digging this no he's rand not happy. is getting
0: closer to where murden is uh and then we are lewin and this, this
1: section was rough. Can we just say, like,
0: oh my gosh, trigger warnings for you know
1: rape? And it's like really graphic violence. Um, I mean, the rape isn't on the page, but it's very clear what has happened. Yeah. to these women and because they are graphic violence. Yeah, very
0: intensely like some kind of PTSD. In-traumat, They're nearly yeah. catatonic. And this is also a section in which Lewin is there is no Jen versus Isle here, there right. is only the Isle. Right? Yeah, and it's the gen isle. And they're the gen isle. Yeah. But there is no two
1: Right, that's correct. Lewin, so we Lewin is the first Yeah, isle to pick up a weapon.
0: Because they go to um they go to save these girls from that were taken by these like raiders or mm-hmm. something, you know, these like
1: yeah, it's it's it feels very like Wild West, like vagabonds, or yeah, like highwaymen kind of situation.
0: And Lewin has gone with a few of his family members. Um, and when they get there, they think there there was just like this funny moment where he was like, "I thought they would be fine. I thought they would just yeah. be happy to see us and be able to take them, but." They're surprised to find, of course, the, the girls cannot run. They're they're in these horrible things. And so they have to defend themselves against these men, which he did. He the guy says, like this like horrible person is like, just, like, can you squeal boy or do you people just run? So they're they are known for this sort yeah. of like nonviolence and this like lack of um aggressive conflict, right. I guess. Right. And Lewin is trying to get. The girls to run and they're not running and then he it, he accidentally yes kills him
1: mm-hmm. yeah and then you know they all end up defending themselves in one way or the other it, mm-hmm. it becomes a violent altercation and you know he has this moment of like this is it like we we've killed mm-hmm. and like now we cannot be who we were anymore
0: well, there's also that but- moment where one of his um Elijah, mm-hmm. one of the the people in his his cohort go to they're picking up all of the things mm-hmm. around the Raiders. They're picking up the, like tools or whatever, and he goes to pick up a sword. and Lewin says, no. Mm-hmm. That is a weapon made to kill people. It has no other use. A spear can put food in the pots, but a sword cannot. It is forbidden by the way.
1: Yeah. So, like, even though they've done this act of violence, he is still adhering to what he sees as the way, which mm-hmm. we've seen show up later on, right? Like, a sword. No no, Ail uses a sword. Yep. And they specifically, like, say, I follow the way. Like, I'm still Ail. I don't use a sword. So, yeah. Here is the start of that.
0: The start of that. Also, I think the start of the dust fails thing because it Jordan makes it a point to say that they had their dust veils up, right? The shufa. So it, be, the, it goes
1: from being a dust veil to uh, like, yeah. In, in well, it's still a dust. I mean, they live in the desert. Like it's still
0: a dust veil, but the yeah. ale raise yes raise them for killing. Yes. Right? Yes, they veil themselves only when they're about to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Um. So they go back to their camp and see the grandfather Aiden, mm-hmm. and are kind of like. We killed them. And Aiden loses his yes. shit and is like, this is not okay. You're corrupt. I ca-. Essentially, like, I cast you out. There's this yes. horrible moment where – oh, no. Yeah, there's this horrible moment where Lewin's mom is like, I used to have a son who looked like you, oh, but yeah. you're a killer, so you couldn't be him. Right. And it kind of ends with Lewin shouting, like, I am still Isle. Mm-hmm. I am Isle. So clearly <laughs> – Yep. He like deliberately veils his face and says, I am Isle. And you're right. like, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> iconic. It's so stressful. The other thing that struck me in this sequence was how the title shifted for the Isle between the Gen mm-hmm. and the Travelers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the Aes Sedai have been the Aes Sedai. Yes. Right. There is yeah. no change there, which is right. just int- it's just interesting.
1: It is interesting. Well, even the trees end up having a different name. Yeah. Right? Like we're going to get into that in Chapter 26. But like the Tree of Life that, you know, we didn't get the name of earlier turns out to be the Chora. But actually, it's a Vendasora. And like it's y- 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 names. It's the way so names interesting. Sift. Yes. Yes.
0: Oh, totally. it's so deep. It's just so much and so good and so fascinating. Yeah. So yep. then we get to Aiden's. Perspective in the next chapter because mm-hmm. I think I think ideally Jordan would have been like this one chapter, but it would have been so long. Yeah, so it's broken up into two. <laughs> but we get to Aiden, who at this point, what we see in this section is the split, not between the Isle and the Gen, which we see in the previous one, but the split between the Isle and the Travelers, is how I read it.
1: Oh, interesting. That's that scans like that's so yeah right right right. so right so the split happens when so a bunch of people have died uh like Mm -hmm. raiders have attacked their caravan and people are dead and his he is concerned about that Aes Sedai have given... So this is where we find out what the pact was. Yes. Or the covenant, as it comes to be known, between the Aiel and the Aes Sedai, mm-hmm. is And that the Aes Sedai have given them like these barrels and barrels of things to keep an eye on, um, including, you know, the trees. But also there's a mention of the red frame door, for example, and like all of this stuff. And uh, the conflict is that one person like doesn't want to go on because you know they're just they're all these things from the Aes Sedai but they're never coming for them we don't even know what they are like mm-hmm. why should we keep going trying to find a quote-unquote safe place for the stuff that they don't even remember we have like let's yeah. just make our own lives and go our own way and uh, Aiden is like no we have to we have to we have to give a we have to fulfill this trust we have to do the mission and you're right. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. right. This is when the travelers become the travelers and the gen ail become the gen
0: ail Because you have this moment where Sul- it's this man named Solwyn. Um, he says, we are supposed to find a place for safety in response to Aiden saying we mm-hmm. have to follow our duty says, some of us mean to do that. My great father used to tell me stories he heard as a boy, stories of when we lived in safety and people came to hear us sing. We mean to find a place where we can be safe and sing again. And we know the travelers are searching for the song. Yes, call
1: back to Elias, who was like doing the Mm -hmm. greeting with the leader of the little caravan that they took up with. Right. I don't know the song, but the song will be found in the whole moment. Yep.
0: So that's where I was like this this yeah, has right. to be the you're travelers. Right. <laughs> so we're seeing I have goosebumps. Yeah, like me too. can you see like goosebumps? Cuz it's so good. Yeah. Ooh. Um and so Aiden kind of is like, "Yeah, I heard about singing. Isle singing is a was a wondrous thing, but the songs are gone. The old right. days are gone. We will not give up our duty to the eyes to die." And then of course, the split happens and we get reference to like a door frame of dark red stone, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we see some of these like knickknacks at the Aes Sedai. Um, and we find out that they do call it the Way of the Leaf. Yes, it's We're no, just- it's not the Way, it's the Way of the Leaf. Yep, yep. And Aiden again, like shouting, You are not Isle, you are lost. I do not want to look at you. Aiden is very intense. Yeah,
1: he's. I was not. I w- I had like way more sympathy for the previous POVs. Yes, because these POVs are like super. I mean, I have. I guess sympathy is not the right word, but like I have sympathy for all of them. Mm-hmm. But I felt more akin to the ones who are like, you know what? Like, we're gonna do what we have to do to protect our own, which obviously is just about me and my own.
0: You know, <laughs> well, it's feelings. interesting because it does feel very. There is a survivalism in the previous povs that exist. That in these, like, yes, they are trying to survive, but they are also like Aiden keeps calling people lost. I think Aiden feels very lost in this sequence, and and there is this very like this big confusion about goals Mm -hmm. and why are they doing this throughout this entire pov that you're like, how do you connect to that? Yeah, and it's like you said. You know, we're seeing the shift of language, we're mm-hmm. seeing the like kind of uh lack of staying power, the the transient sort of nature yeah. of everything, and it's yeah. very discomforting,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and then this is where like Muradin really is starting to lose his shit. Um, and Rand mm-hmm. is like, oh, that doesn't look good, and then now they're
0: parallel. They are parallel. I did want to, like, note before we move on, this focus on the Aes Sedai for Aiden was interesting because he has tied it directly to saving the Isle. Like, Aiden says he would save the Isle, whatever it took, and then he says, we are still faithful to the Aes Sedai.
1: Right, right.
0: Like, how much, how long must we be faithful? And I think those Mm -hmm. two pieces are tied in his head of, like, Staying true to the Aes Sedai and the safety of the Isle, yeah, which is yeah. what will become <laughs> the Gen Isle right, eventually, right? Right. Um, so, oh, to
1: rewind for one second, I yeah. did sort of love that after Lewin and the others split to become, you know, just plain Isle, I guess, as opposed to Gen Isle, they're following the wagons, yeah, to protect them. Yeah, like they're they're traveling. With, I mean, they're not with them, but they're traveling in close proximity to try to protect their, like, family and loved ones who cannot or will not protect themselves. And, like, it's just so, that's, like, really lovely. That's really lovely. It is.
0: And it's, and I think it's why we're seeing, why we skipped Lewin's father. Yeah. Because it allows for enough distance from when what happened to Lewin happened to him being a grown man right with you know two two three decades between Mm. those two moments that's enough time yeah to create this sort of dual society yeah right right so like it's it it makes sense and so then we get to Jonai who is Aiden's father Mm -hmm. right yep and Jonai is like 73 here which means he must have had a lot of kids, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: because I think Aiden's like ten or something. Like he's very young. What's what, this? A
1: tall young man?
0: Oh, maybe he's twenty.
1: Yeah, he's
0: he's young though. He's much younger than you would anticipate a child of a man who is seventy year three years three right. years old to be. I feel like. But so Jonai is talking. We are very close here to the breaking of the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because everything is chaos like this is just afterwards it feels like um they're doing their duty and the land is you know we've been shifting from location to location to location in the previous POVs here Jonai is thinking about how the land is literally shifting like yeah. he does not know what landscapes he's been to before will look like because of how the um World has been impacted by the war.
1: Right. And he's naming, this is where we start to see places named that we don't, we can't find on the map. They're not on the map.
0: They're not on the map. Um, It's very, it's so close to it, though, that we're seeing, like, uh, the shift in legend to reality, Mm -hmm. right? Where he's talking about, like, the actual Forsaken, that Ishmael might still touch the world, mm-hmm. the remaining that there are still remaining male Aes Sedai who are mad. Like it's right. very real. They run into um, an like a few ogre, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they're talking about just how bad everywhere is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's rough stuff. It is rough stuff.
1: <laughs> it's also the first part where we see it actually named that they know what's in the barrels so like jonai says they ran into an aes Sedai and she took some of the saw angry all and yeah 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 so like now we're because after this they don't know what's in those like they don't know Mm -hmm. it's just stuff that they've been told they have to take care of but here they know exactly what it is that they're carrying
0: well jonai knows right so jonai who is 73 years old knows right um Because at the end of this, we know that Jonai basically has like a heart attack or something and is telling Aiden that keep the covenant, Mm -hmm. guard what the Aes Sedai gave us until they come for us. The way of the leaf, you must – and he's basically like you must keep the the isle safe Mm -hmm. using the way of the leaf. And so now we kind of know why Aiden is the way he is. Right, right. I think. Yep, yep. I think you're right. (laughs) Is this also the first reference to Dachene? Yeah, I have that written down as well,
1: and I was going to look it up, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not – I, like, wrote down a bunch of things to look up, and then I was like, maybe I won't look them up. Because if Jordan is doing his job, I will find out what it means
0: when it's important to find that out. We do – we will find out what it means in this section. I was more like I felt like I knew the word, but I didn't know if I felt like I knew it because I've read the books before, yeah. or because I think it just one of the like, like a I'll bunch referenced other it. Words, Maybe, yeah. Honestly, it Taisha, my yeah. Take on that You're thing. probably right. Or does does Moy Rain say? It? I feel like somebody might say it. I just didn't want to get spoiled, so I didn't want to look it up yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't want, I don't want to find out what happens. Right. Um. But there's a reference here of like people cuz he talks about how people are taking things from them and mm-hmm. he says you know they talk about merdrowl and Trollocs and he says people stealing people with faces like animals people who did not recognize dachean or know them yeah which to me is like okay so the isle who have become now in the world we are in with rand these like kind of mythic beings if you're not near the the waste and these like sort of storybook characters Used to be something that people should know on site. Right, right. Which is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And so Jonai thinks of the specific Sedai as he's dying, Selinda Sedai, mm-hmm. um, which is, I can I think, the most specific connection we've seen, like the most yeah. actual connection we've right. seen. Um, and then we go back to Rand and now we're with Jonai again which i was like what is interesting right it's like yeah we just get a younger jonai but just mildly it's just 10 years earlier yeah yeah so he's 63 here
1: yeah and the world which, is not quite broken yet
0: yeah so this is this is intense wild right yep. so they're living in a city like the the Dachshin isle are living in a city um there, It is family tradition for them to serve the Aes Sedai, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, so there's this whole traditionally built relationship between the Isle and the Aes Sedai. I'm like holding both of my books and just waving them <laughs> around <mind> right now. <laughs> um, there are, this is also where we find out there are multiple green men
1: mm-hmm. They're called, called the Nying. Nim, right, right? And I, for the record did not put together that the Nym was the same as the Green Man, but Preethi did. I did.
0: (laughs) And I was like, I got to look up the Green Man in the Eye of the World. I need to remember what he says to Rand. And so what the Green Man says to Rand on page 740 of the Eye of the World is, Strange clothes you wear, child of the dragon. Has the wheel turned so far? Do the people of the dragon return to the first covenant, but you wear a sword? That is neither now nor then hmm (laughs) bananas
1: i was like oh is that semester like we meet this one name maybe i think so right in this section and i was like i bet it's the same one it must be the same same green man
0: like why would he take the time to like name this character right but what struck me so much is that that was what book are we on four So in the three three books ago, Jordan was like, "I am planting the seed here, and I'm dying to know if when he was writing the first book, he knew where he was going to take that idea of the covenant, or if he came up with it after the fact."
1: I believe that he knew the Isle and the travelers were once the same thing the whole time. Like I genuinely believe that. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um and. Yeah, like the covenant stuff. I don't know. I that that I don't know. But I would I would guess yes, considering what I know about his writing process and everything.
0: It's just so it's so it's interesting. Hardcore. <laughs> like bringing up this idea of the sword, which we saw where that shift happened, and um, the covenant altogether. At one point mm-hmm. tells me very much that I think it is like you said, the same person. Yeah. Uh, so we have Jonai kind of running towards this group of Aes Sedai who are in this room having some kind of counsel. He sees the Sword of Tear. He sees yes. the Crystal Sword.
1: Um, he doesn't know what
0: it is. It's also our first mention of Luce Theron right. as the Kinslayer in these memories. As is like he
1: named as the Kinslayer? He is.
0: It's on 427.
1: Oh, okay. I jumped ahead too much.
0: He says, a crystal sword, perhaps an object of power, perhaps only an ornament. He had no way of telling. Held down the dragon banner of Luz Theron, Kinslayer, spread out like a tablecloth and spilling onto the floor. Mm -hmm. Why had it not been destroyed and memory of the cursed man as well?
1: Right. So this is right after Luz Theron starts to break the world, then.
0: Just after, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And And so there is. And we find
1: out why they're the child of the dragon right? Because they had at one point served, like it's on mm-hmm. 428, they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So just says, you are a child of the dragon, are you not? Yes. And Jonah is like, ugh, don't call me that, like it's causing trouble for us.
0: Yeah. So that, that's why it's a secret <sighs> name. Um, yeah, because he says like, n- but how many citizens now believe the Dashain Isle? So they are the Dashain Isle here, not the Gen Isle. Uh, are we just assuming
1: that Dashane is like
0: shifted to to Jen
1: serving the Aes Sedai maybe
0: this is where I wanted to know what
1: Dashane means I don't don't think we do I looked it up
0: in the back and it's not there it's not there it's
1: not there it's not in the glossary I have the the big book it could be in there but we
0: might get spoiled so I don't want to be spoiled okay let's not okay let's not if anyone listening wants to Try to tell us what it is without spoilers, if that's possible, I guess, right. let us know. But we do not want to be spoiled for anything past this.
1: There's also sections. a spoiler thread on the Patreon if you want to drop it in there. Oh,
0: yeah. You can drop it in there for Jen. I won't look at it.
1: Yeah. No, I probably <laughs> won't look at it either. But you can drop oh, okay. it in there for other people who care.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so he says, how many citizens now believe the Dachshin Isle had ser- had once served the dragon and no other Aes Sedai? Right. Which... I know that Luce Theron channeled. Has he ever been referred to as an Aes Sedai, though? No. Like, that to me was That's notable. Big. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I was I was surprised by that aside, essentially, because I've never thought, like, the, ma- the male Aes Sedai and the stories are always so just kind of like generic. Like the male Aes Sedai, like they, they're, they're right. there, are no characters around right. it, right. and no one ever called Luz Theron
1: mm-hmm. or
0: recognized Luz Theron as being a part of that
1: mm-hmm.
0: and being an Aes Sedai.
1: Right,
0: it was always in opposition, yeah. So, like for the perspective of this breaking, right, the call came from within the house, right, 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 <laughs> right. yeah, true. <laughs> like, true. that to me was like, huh. Yeah. And so you have these kind of, we're getting sort of Jonai, who doesn't understand a lot of what's happening, mm-hmm. um, listening, like listening to the Aes Sedai for what's important and s- stop listening when it's not, right? So we're getting like pieces where uh, there's somebody named uh, Osel who's angry about foretelling because she's not <laughs> getting what she needs. She's like, the world rests on this, the future, the wheel itself. And this D'Andra is like, I can only tell you what I can tell you. And maybe this is the beginning of, like, the prophecy. We don't know. Mm -hmm. But there's something important happening in that room. Mm -hmm. And J'nai is like, I'm done listening. (laughs) You're like, Jonai, (laughs) come on. So then this Selinda, who we heard in the last perspective, like, comes up to talk to Janai and basically is like – you, Dasha. okay, so I wonder if Dashane, because she says, do you know what happened to the Islet Sora, and he nods and she sighs, and then she, this uncomfortable moment of her reaching out and, like, smoothing mm-hmm. his hair, which you're like, mm, I don't like what this says about the power dynamics here, yeah. but she says, you, Dashane, have more courage than And then she's a, oh no. So yeah, so Dashain is just kind of, I I was like, maybe it's just where they are, but I think it's just Isle in general.
1: Yeah, it seems like it. So
0: they talk about all these Isle linking arms and singing trying to remind this presumably other male Aes Sedai of who they were. And it didn't, he massacred them. Right. Essentially. And it's very, it's very sad. Um, But the Dashain were able to, earn time for other people to escape. So there's still, even though they are the the root of like nonviolence or whatever, we kind of see the pieces of the traveler and the aisle all together mm-hmm. in one space here, which is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then on page 429, she says very specifically, like keep the covenant. Yeah. If they lose everything else, see they keep the way of the leaf. Right. That's yeah. wild. Wow. It's, it's so
0: intense. Yeah. Like this is where you're like the covenant that Isle broke mm-hmm. was violence. Yeah. And losing their way specifically to that aspect of it, it it's, like, heartbreaking to yeah, me. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But but it had to happen. That, I mean, that, that culture. The wheel turns. The wheel turns. <laughs> but, like. Okay, we'll get there because okay. there's still – there's two more oh, – yeah. there's two more perspectives. So, like, she's like, keep moving, keep the aisle safe. So she's like, don't don't settle down until you find somewhere safe to be and you are able to protect everything. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh. This, I forgot how, like, long this section was. Yeah, it's long. And so something else that kind of, like – I almost dropped my book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something else – <laughs> two other things that kind of pop up here is that, one, we see an intensive loss of technology between this this moment and the one 10 years later, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they talk about things that can fly. They talk mm-hmm. about cars. They talk about all these things. And also in the next section is we have – or two sections later, we have three chora trees, and they start with 12. Yep. Right. So it's just and this got sort
1: of thousands of wagons, thousands like, of wagons,
0: yeah. and he says like it's a foolish thing to carry about the chora trees, but recognizes that people need hope mm-hmm. and they need symbols, and it's just really sad, yeah, <laughs> all of it, and it's, huh, it's rough, it, and it s- is, and like
1: so, Th- there's one other thing before we move on to the next yeah. one. On the top of 4.30, you see them talking about... Um, well, it kind of starts at the bottom of 4.29. Can we trust Kodam and his fellow oh, yeah. Solinda? And uh, she says, we must Ocel. They are young and inexperienced, but barely touched by the team. And we have no choice. So there, here are Aes Sedai actively working with young men who can channel. Yep. Like,
0: this is... That's what's happening right now. Is this... Do you think... The moment that they – this is where they – because they needed the like – it's like 13 men and 13 women or something like that, Yeah,
1: to do the work. So is that
0: this? I think that's this. Right? Yep. That must be. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. It was almost anxiety. I know. And you already know what happens. But that's why these are so good. Like he – we know how this story goes. We've been reading about it for three and a half books. And yet he has managed to make – like Jordan has managed to make it feel so much more real – than just by giving us these two chapters. Like it contextualizes everything we've read so it recontextualizes yeah. everything yes. we've read so far.
1: Yeah, oh, there's so there is one other note here uh, at the top of 431. We see that Elnora, who's his wife, is a dreamer because he asks. Oh yeah, her. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. have you dreamed something? Oh, She's like, of not of anything soon. Yeah, it's really, it's a sad exchange. Okay, anyway, so now, so now we go back to Rand and he sees Muradin like digging out his own oh. eyeballs because he can't handle knowing that. And, you know, we we have heard that the Isle have this weird relationship with the Travelers. Like, they'll mm-hmm. let them come into the Waste and not touch them. Yeah. But they also, like, do... They're not, like... They don't like each other they're like super weirded out by each other um so for for muradin to understand like Rand doesn't have all this cultural baggage no. so he's just like wow this is fucked up but like he doesn't have any investment in it so we're right. seeing muradin who is like literally damaging himself because he cannot handle knowing that this is where the aisle came from
0: if if he is seeing the same thing, right, Then which, I think that is the implication. Yes. Then like yeah, which is where the conversation I like like it both like wrecks me, like it, it absolutely breaks my heart. But I it's so current, like that this there's like a really modern idea here of recognizing the like what happens. Cultures cannot stay constant, right? They can't. Like, and it just also, doesn't make
1: sense. Just learning that you came from somewhere other than you thought yeah. does not invalidate your entire existence. Which exactly. Is what, which is the only reason somebody would like go to those lengths, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, to just absolutely refuse to accept because you feel like it changes everything about you. And like, I think it does change your context, but it doesn't have to invalidate your existence, which is clearly what
0: some Aiel who go into Ruidian feel and why Mm -hmm. they don't come back out. That's such a good point for how to make sure that you're getting a good leader Yeah, is someone who can recognize the reality of where you came from and how that can change the way you look at the world without ruining what you already know right like their way is still
1: their way and Mm -hmm. it has evolved over centuries and like just because the root of it is different than you thought doesn't mean that you have to abandon
0: it oh it's so interesting yeah there's so much there's like so (sighs) much that is happening in these two chapters because like okay so then we go to jonai's father yep but at 16. Yep. So at least he's, jonah is 63 in the last one. Mm-hmm. And Kumin, I did say 16. Yeah. Kumin has not yet had um, a kid in this. He's right. just on the cusp of manhood, essentially. He's right. like so excited. So at, it's like at least like 65 years in between yes. the two. Right. At least right. Se- yes. it's more than that. I think. yes, Yes. But minimum. Um, yeah. Minimum. 80-ish. That would put him at 17 when he had his kid. Right. So like it's it's a big, 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 another big chunk of time. Mm-hmm. And so we have Kumin who is referenced in the previous one as kind of being like not on board with the way the Dashain mm-hmm. are acting and not on board with serving the Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Kumin is in this field. He's getting his first chance at – Singing Mm -hmm. for along with Ogier and the Nims. Yeah, and we have references. Many of them. There's so many of them, and it's it's wonderful. Like each field has its own Nim, and like, but there are also references again to like the shock lenses. Mm -hmm. So they they have some kind of electricity. A hoverfly. Uh, the Joe cars, which are armored. A deadly black metal wasp. Yeah, Yeah, like a drone yeah there an, isn't like, go ahead
1: well i was just gonna say and there's there's so he's sort of fascinated by these mm-hmm. soldiers and there's reference to you know there's murdral there's Trollocs. he's yep. talking about the forsaken um he's talking about you know the dark lord the of the dark grave lord, like Night riders like there's all of these things and he's just like i can't imagine a world without that war yes like, this has been his whole existence so Which this means, has been going on for more than sixteen right? years. it's
0: wild. Right. Like this is his whole world is one full of war, but it's war and technology. So there has been an evolution right. in this world, like leading up to the war. Right, where they have had to evolve, and it's so it's so hard for me to place Mirjral and Trollocs in a more civil, like quote civilized society, meaning yeah. a more technologically advanced society. In this play, in this case, like to me, it's like very difficult to take them out of this sort of like medieval setting that I have them in (laughs) yeah right
1: I guess (laughs) because I've read books that are science fantasy that have like both magic and tech it's like my brain is like that's fine like I would actually like to read like a deep prequel you know set in that <laughs> moment in that yeah. era yeah in that era like that would be pretty free like the adventures <sighs> of lanfear like i would read a lanfear pov perspective from her youth for example yeah um, it's
0: it's so interesting yeah i just i feel like it's so i because i don't i don't read a lot of sci-fi i, yeah. I mostly stick to like if i'm gonna do ma- like sci- like sci-fi fantasy it's like space magic right It's not real it's actually not even really sci-fi at all (laughs) it's mostly just magic it's star wars it's star wars let's be real it's star wars um (laughs) but this was so magical right next to all this technology and i think it's so fascinating because you have this idea of the shock lance and Mm -hmm. i was like what what does a and it is it's like a lightsaber right like what does a marriage all look like when it is shock lanced (laughs) like (laughs) ugh." (laughs) <laughs> no, like, literally,
1: the word that popped into my head was crispy. Ew. <laughs> and
0: that's gross. That's Ah, uh, disgusting. <laughs> Why um, is my brain <laughs> like that? Okay. So there is this... Uh, line where Kumin is thinking about his grandfather mm-hmm. Charn and Charn it's interesting cuz Charn says that he served one of the forsaken mm-hmm. and not just any but Lanfear and also he had served Ishmael mm-hmm. um or no
1: it's like oh you might as well say you've served
0: Ishmael yeah like, you might as well say, say you've served uh Ishmael yeah and Kumin is like why can't he say that he served Theron? so right. Lusetheron is not the Kinslayer right. Lusetheron is this like The great – the dragon. Mm -hmm. But it might – like, I feel like the way this time period was described back in book one, you're thinking, again, like, age of legends and, like, whatever. But now I'm just like, he was probably just, like, a really big general. Right. Like, right? right? He was an I said – a high-ranking I said I dude. Yeah. Yep. And, like, clearly they thought he was in some way meant to be some kind of, like, Mm -hmm. big deal. But here he just seems like a man now. He has been – fully contextualized as to being a male Aes Sedai high-ranking officer in this war.
1: Yeah. On 433 towards the bottom, you get, we have a report that Luth Theron
0: led the companions
1: on a strike at Gul. Like, this is so military. Right? It's so military
0: military in a way that is so counter to the battles we've seen thus far. Mm -hmm. Like, compare that to battle uh at the end of the eye of the world with the shinar the shinarians and all of the like trollocs and things and that that was like a fantasy battle that was like a lord of the rings right fantasy battle right this is like you have reports you have communication you mm-hmm. have like this is a military battle it's right so weird and like modern in a way that it it Really makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is it is dissonant to the rest of the book. I do love that this is like, they think this is the moment at the end of the war. Like they've sealed the war. Yeah. They've trapped most of the Forsaken on the other side. Maybe all of them, like they think this is like, this is the moment that the war is going to be over. And the soldier is like, what am I going to do with myself? Well, I guess there will still be Trollocs to kill. So yeah. like I'll still kill Trollocs. But like, as far as they're concerned at this moment in time, they think that like things are going to be okay. The yeah. war is going to be finally over. Which is so sad because we know obviously that's not what happens. Well, it's
0: it does sort of happen. It does, but they don't yeah. anticipate what right. the impact will be, right? Well, that's and he the heartbreaking and part. Theron hasn't
1: gone mad yet, so yeah, he yes. the breaking she hasn't gotten has mad. Happened,
0: and so I, also during all of this, we're getting more sort of like lore and world building, yes. where you he, you know they have this whole thing where there's singing, um, everybody lends their voices to each other, and there's dancing, and the Nim participating allows for these like greens to grow in front of them thanks to this like ritual that is happening and it's beautiful and it's sad that this is the song that the travelers Mm -hmm. are searching for yeah and i don't i don't remember how this piece of the story goes like i don't remember at all how the the story evolves on this level for the Isle and the Travelers, and if Ooh, if there I is any
1: remember some of it. I don't
0: remember. I don't remember if there's like reconciliation. I don't. I don't remember anything. Um, the other thing is we do get that like some say that the Nim never died, so I think your instinct that it is um Yeah. At the end of Book One is even more so correct. Yeah. Um. And then we get this really. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, so. We're getting a little more building of, like, the Aes Sedai – how the Aes Sedai work with the Isle a little bit, of being chosen, Mm -hmm. of, like, um, they work with them. And then the difference between kind of the regular folk and the Isle were that when, like, the soldier would have been chosen to begin his training at 10, soldier would have been – or Komen was glad Isle were spared that choosing. Which I also thought was very interesting of like, this is what the society works like and the isle operate right. on an entirely different level mm-hmm. than kind of what we might call the common folk. Right, They're sort of like in between the Aes Sedai and the common folk. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then we get this really sad moment Ugh. that... The it's, I mean, it's basically a lynching. Uh, happens yeah. Because the townspeople who also believe that the war is over, they're hearing mm-hmm. these rumors and they're taking their fear and their frustration about the Forsaken out on the aisle because they know that, like, once upon a time before the Forsaken were bad, you know, that I guess clearly the implication is that the Forsaken were all eyes to die at one point. Yeah, because they're talking about how the the Isle served the Forsaken.
0: Well, are they talking about is it the Isle or is it Koman specifically?
1: No, it says here like, uh, "We will root out all of you all of who you served who serve the, the Forsaken, forsaken. While pretending to be on our side." Yeah, yeah. So and we'll
0: treat the lot of you as we treated that crazy old man. Yeah, he does. Like, this this guy kind of, like, punches Komen in the face in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. And then Komen, who loves his grandfather and was going to see his grandfather to, act, like, to talk about life after the war and what that mine might look like. Um, and he finds that he's been lynched. Yeah. And it ends with Komen saying, why? We are Dashane." why mm-hmm. which again that feels like such a heavy word to use there and i i feel like i'm missing context yeah it. same i don't understand how like
1: first of all we didn't see where jen came into the picture like it just suddenly was there mm-hmm. um and it's not even like you know you could talk about like linguistic drift it's not even a corruption of dachene so like we don't know Do you th-
0: i was actually thinking it might be like dachene to jen to me is not that far off but if we're looking, they go know. from. This is why I wrote everything down. <laughs> um, so Dashane is the first that we see it in Jonai, right? In when he is sixty-three, and then Jen is not until is between Lewin and Jordan. So Jonai is Lewin's great father's father. So it's about a mm, hundred years between Dashane and Jen, ish. I guess. Okay, I'll buy that argument. Sure. Like, I feel like it could get from Dashane to Jen between right. that, but I still we don't. We still don't know what Dashane means. Shane means no, right. Ah, uh, it's kind of killing me a little bit. Yep. Um, the one
1: thing that I did think about was yep. that Dashane doesn't sound that unlike gai shan which no is it doesn't the servant thing yeah. in the like if you get touched during combat that, maybe that's what i'm thinking of i think that's what you're thinking of you have yeah. to go serve the person who the warrior that who makes sense you that makes and, sense. sense like, you're not allowed to carry weapons and like yeah. you're a servant so like yeah. i was that those were the two i was equating in no my you're head. right sort of sort of they're not like super how the is same it, but they're not how's it spelled uh, I was trying to find this earlier while we were talking, but I didn't want to pause to look for it. But anyway, I so but I still and I like sort of see where you're coming from with Jen. But like, I don't know. I want it. I want more
0: context for that.
1: And maybe we'll get it later. I don't know for sure.
0: Um, no, I think I actually like your gosh. Got uh, Gai-shan? Yeah, Gai-shan? right. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Guy Shane. So Six. so
1: 384. Okay. We see that Guy Shane are like, oh, they make an arrogance of humbleness. They like, you know, she's she's mad about how they're interpreting Gieto, um, which is their honor code. So Guy Shane and da Shane sound pretty similar. Very, Jimmy.
0: very similar. Uh, but yeah. Huh. Da Shane versus yeah, huh. That is definitely what I was thinking of. Right. Um, Oh, that's so frustrating because I want to know more. Yep. yep. About that specifically. <laughs> clearly there is some kind of relationship yeah. Yeah. between the and Isle who used to serve the Aes Sedai and Ga- Gaishan. Why can't I say it? Whatever. I don't. Who knows how it's actually supposed to be pronounced. But, Gaishen, but there's yeah. clearly a relationship there between the two. Mm-hmm. And in terms of just serving yes. another person. I also wish we had gotten a little bit more about where Giotto had come from. Yes. yes. Like I'm surprised we that we Giotto. didn't.
1: Nope. Nope.
0: Um okay. So then we we that ends. We get back with Rand for a second. Uh he like Moradin at this point has veiled himself. And, and it's super gross and horrific. Yeah, because his eyes are, like, just, like, gaping bloody holes.
1: He's, like, chewing on his own face. It's gross.
0: <gasps> Disgusting. Um, and so then we're in with Charn. And so with Charn, this is bananas. So here, yep. Charn is 25. Mm-hmm. So we are, and Charn was Kuman's great father. So yep. this is a significant amount of time, yep. right? Like kuman is 16 mm-hmm. so it's probably i don't know, like 50 years or something like that um maybe 35 since he's 25 years old here mm-hmm. but now we're seeing like what the age of legends looked like and yep. it was amazing they had like skyscrapers and like, yeah. <laughs> and like hover cars and yeah um they have yeah they have these like hover cars and whatever but he still says like if if he needed to go somewhere far and Aes Sedai would travel. So they have mm-hmm. traveling mm-hmm. in the way that they have it uh, or have thought about it in current times. Um, there are all these like names of places that we've never heard of except for Sora, which we mm-hmm. heard in the pre the previous section before the last one. Um, there are all these Sedai that they're talking about who they have service to specific Sedai, mm-hmm. which – also again don't really
1: love yeah no i don't i'm not into that not into it
0: but then we see some hierarchy come in but not a hierarchical attitude from charn which i thought was interesting yeah right like he runs into somebody walking um and the person is initially angry but then realizes this person that charn is uh dashain and just immediately starts apologizing Mm -hmm. It's like, I should have been watching. You're right. Like, I'm so sorry. And I wonder if that's because of the relationship between the Dashain and the Aes Sedai. Yeah. I mean, I think my impression was that
1: it's like this is a person who's sworn to nonviolence. So it's mm-hmm. like unmannerly to. Oh, yeah. Offer yeah. That makes sense. Towards them. So I, yeah, I think it's more that it's a person who's sworn to nonviolence is uh it's not cool to like offer them violence at least at this point in the cultural context and then also I think it probably could be related to their special relationship with Aes Sedai because I assume even yeah. at this point nobody wants to fuck with the Aes Sedai. no
0: like, I I imagine even though that.
1: they're not like as scary to like they seem to be more normally integrated into mm-hmm. society in the age of legends but you still don't want to piss off a magic user
0: It is really interesting to see the shift in language too here, where Charn says, I'm not hurt citizen. Mm -hmm. And we've gone from citizen to like town people. Yeah. Yeah. Because those are two, like, one feels very cosmopolitan Mm -hmm. and one feels very like home, home homey and like not as, you know? It's, it's, it's a subtle shift, but I, I thought it was, like, an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just – this feels like New York City. Like, that's what this feels like. This feels like a very metropolitan yes. area. Yeah. It, it feels like very – like, you have the specific reference to the way people are dressed. So, this woman is wearing a shimmery white streak that changes mm-hmm. opacity, which I – I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> Like, why is it getting more opaque if she's you know, embarrassed?
1: So that's interesting, actually, because I just put this together. There's also reference to an insect helmet uh, yeah. earlier yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And that, those two things together do call to mind the Shanchen. So it's interesting yes. to see how the Shanchen Agreed. have carried certain bits
0: mm-hmm. of
1: the cultural context with them in a way that nobody else has hung on
0: to. Especially because the sunshine have traditionally been so separate yeah. from this land, like they have right. been far more isolated than this mainland that yes. we are in. Oh, that is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't put t- I I I noted the insect like a helmet, but I forgot to think of the sunshine. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, Robert Jordan,
1: <laughs> what are you the doing things? to us?
0: <laughs> um and so this is where we kind of see where the the dark ones prison yes. which is just this floating sphere no, above no. right no so
1: i think that's not how i read it so the, yeah there's this like thing called the sharam yeah. which is a white sphere that's floating and they said it- oh uh, uh, well yeah yeah no you're right you're right because I, I was like oh we're seeing the boar happen like we're seeing yeah. so the the context for this is the sadai have told him that they have found a new source for the one power mm-hmm. that like female and male can tap the same source instead of different halves Yes. and so then you know everybody can do even greater things and there's no differences and like won't that be amazing mm-hmm. and I read it as that they're using the sharam to tap into the dark one seal not that it was the dark one seal but you're probably right because there's this very graphic like the the thing like they like there's all these fires mm-hmm. and blackness and the Sherem is breaking apart to fall maybe it's because well, they do not know that it's
0: the seal on I the don't, dark one but I don't prison? think they're using it because it's then rand thinks cuz we go back to rand and he says, "Did I really see the hole being drilled into the Dark One's prison?" So, how did they not know
1: what that white sphere is? Is my question. I think. Like, how did they not know? They got know. a name
0: for it. <laughs> the the charom sh- sh- right. sh- right. sh- Like, why don't they know what that is? I don't know. These but are maybe we maybe have. maybe it was a, a collateral damage. Maybe it wasn't using that. Maybe that was just. Because the source is not a physical thing. No, right, exactly. So, like, whatever they found is this new source right. is not a physical thing. Maybe they sensed something mm-hmm. that is the Dark One's prison, but they didn't know that it right. was coming from the Dark One's prison. Like, yeah. I don't... But I don't think that Sherem is literally the Dark One's prison.
1: Really? I think it is. No, because that's way too literal, first of all. Like I he's don't know, not know, man. Like, he's
0: not in a sphere. Like, I don't I... know. Really? It says... What seemed a tiny chip of white spun away from the sharam in a jet of black fire. It, de- it descended deceptively slow, insignificant. Then a hundred gouts spurted everywhere, everywhere around the huge white sphere and then ran things. Did I really see the hole being drilled into the Dark One's prison? That seems pretty clear to me.
1: But what if it's like a symbol of the prison, or like the seal on the prison? Like, what do like, you say that he actually Want it. him to have been inside an
0: egg? I think like, he was inside I the the egg. I do. I think he was. It says I the charum, like the Sher the broke apart like an egg and began to drift down, falling an obsidian I, inferno. I know. Darkness spread across the sky, but like, swallowing. Can't it be? Like, I like. I think it was it's the like literal the prison.
1: Like it's like the Quendel, it's the seal, I don't, not the I actual don't. thing. I think it's the
0: actual prison. <laughs> I, I don't like it. <laughs> I think Rand literally calls it the Dark One's prison.
1: <laughs> well, he, but he doesn't know, he doesn't know either. He knows nothing. What does Rand know? He doesn't know anything. <laughs> I'm just saying that we should have too literal for me is all the, I'm saying.
0: Uh, the other thing we should have done is compared it to the description of where the space they found at the end of the eye of the world oh yeah you know when they walk yeah. down right um when they walk inside to see like what they're looking at and all that stuff because right. I don't remember really right like I feel like there was like this weird well yes
1: there is a weird well right yes
0: but that's a pool that they made. Like Is That's
1: it? the thing. That's the thing that the Aes I did. Like what, when we saw. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's yes. the thing that, like, she's like, "Can we trust Kodem? And it's like, we don't, we don't have a choice. Like we have to make this thing. So like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's that was the like the last made. thing that they did. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, anyway, sign anyway. Down. So one way or the other, the Dark One's prison is broken.
0: Whether it's a symbol think... of the prison or the actual prison, because they
1: think they found a new source of power. <laughs> Sorry, I just love
0: how mad you are. <laughs> what does Rand know? He doesn't know anything. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, okay, okay. So that's sort of how Char's section ends, and that is the end of the visions and the end of the like story that Rand experiences. And as you can see, we have spent an hour. hour 20. (laughs) These two chapters, which I knew, I knew was going to happen, but don't worry. (laughs) Nothing happens in the next six chapters. (laughs) So we go back with Rand and Rand is kind of like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he's back in uh, Ruidian and he's, he's recontextualizing kind of, everything that he's looking at now in the same way that we are I think mm-hmm. as readers recontextualizing the story that we have known thus far and and shifting our perspective on what we know and what we don't know I guess at this yeah. point um Muradin is gone yeah he he's like I don't think he's ever coming out oh no. was not great and then he sees a shape hanging from the trees and thank god yeah like gets Matt Matt is fucking hanging and not Matt is not hanging from a branch though Matt is hanging from a pole that is laid across two branches Mm
1: -hmm. and it's actually a
0: spear it's not a pole it's not a pole it's a spear um it's a spear with like a short sword at the end of it instead of a spear point like it's wild it sounds really cool um But he saves he saves Matt. He gives Matt mouth to mouth resuscitation because he's mm-hmm. like freaking out and he doesn't want to use the power because he thinks of that creepy zombie girl he made. Yep. Um, and so he like Matt eventually like breathes again. Thank God. Thank you, Rand. I'll yep. never hate you because you saved <laughs> you saved my trash son. Uh, remind me that I said this in like three. I books. will remind
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write
0: down the timestamp. <laughs> the date, <laughs> and Matt of course is like this is bullshit those assholes trying to kill me how dare yeah Rand's like what are you talking about but of course Rand is also like did you get answers I need answers
1: right. Matt's like no bro don't go
0: in there you cheat it's like such a it's such like a I don't know it, it's not anticlimactic because it it gets wild in a second again yeah but it is sort of an anticlimactic like moment after what we've just been through oh, yeah because right? you're like okay so rand has
1: just discovered this like really intense secret about the Aiel, and also seen the whole like events that surround the yep. breaking of the world and then he sees his best friend hanging from a tree and has to resuscitate him and then they have this like sort of off hand conversation but i think that's just like what else can you like when things are that overwhelming it's just kind of gallows humor comes yeah that's true like you just have to like be a little bit normal for yourself
0: yeah so he they they have this conversation where matt's like i didn't get any answers but i got something out of them because he gets this medallion which is Mm -hmm. a silver fox head and he puts it in his pocket and he gets the the spear and there's something written on the spear which he says, "I'll keep this." They're joke, but I'll keep it. And Rand's like a joke, and he reads it to him. Um, and it says, "Thus is our treaty written. Thus is agreement made. Thought is the arrow of time. Memory never fades. What was asked is given. The price is paid." Which we don't know what that means. But what? 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 what?
1: Well, I just want to point out. Yes. That there are ravens on the spear.
0: There are ravens on the spear.
1: And it's thought and memory, which then Matt calls out again. I'll give them thought and memory. Yeah, And thought and memory are Odin's two ravens <gasps> in Norse mythology.
0: I didn't know that. And
1: a thing happens to Matt later <laughs> yes. on. That yes. is very Odinian.
0: Yes. I do remember hard. that.
1: I do. So that's a call that. forward. Right. Yes. There.
0: That's a, that's a, some, some foreshadowing. That's for some us.
1: foreshadowing right there. I just, my favorite part of this was that Rand is like that. I can't read that. Yeah. That's just like, and we know that what Matt asked for was for his memories back mm-hmm. and then a couple of other things and like a way to break from the ice to die. Right. And like, I can't yeah. remember what the third one is, but, um, it's a... Oh, and a way out of the place, right? He asked yes. for his memories to be refilled. He wants a way to break from the Aes Sedai, and he wants to get out. Yeah. So, like, this is how he's landed. So, yep. clearly... His brain now, he knows some things that he doesn't yep. even know he knows. I know. I'm
0: so bad we didn't get a matte POV. I, I am furious. <laughs> like, I am seething I that know. we don't get a matte POV. Know, I like, know. I can't. Uh, I'm so mad. Okay. So. they just I, remembered what the Fox Medallion
1: does. Side note. I won't say it because it's a spoiler. But I don't remember. I just literally remembered what it does.
0: I don't remember at all. I remember the one thing and that's it. Yeah. Um. So, like, Matt is like, maybe more rain will heal me. And Rand's like, man, he must be real fucked up because (laughs) he's asking for ice to die help. And so they decide they want to, like, get the hell out of there. Rand, like, notices those two crystal shapes, but he's like, um, or those two shapes holding the crystal spheres. Mm -hmm. But he's like, I'm not going to, hopefully I'm not going to need them anytime soon. Right. Um, And then all of a sudden this weird, they have to get in a fight with these like weird dust it's monsters, it's another bubble
1: of yeah. It's the like the bubble from the Dark, the, the Dark One's prison. prison
0: bubble, and it's kind of cool actually. It's like a lot of action when we've gotten a lot of like emotional and like heavy world building stuff. Yeah, and I think Jordan recognized that he needed this moment. Yeah, um, even though I'm like, just give me my Matt POV. Wow. I know, I know. And so uh, they kind of have to fight these these dudes. They they are getting the shit beat out of them because there's so many. But it does lead to this, like, great moment of normalcy, I feel like, when Matt's like, because Rand finally uses the power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt's like, about time. If you know how, why the fuck didn't you already <laughs> do it? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Rand's like, I don't fucking know anything. See, I'm I- just saying, he doesn't know anything.
0: He doesn't know anything. I know, but still um and so they run they run away basically that's kind of how they realize they were in there all night and that's kind of how the like chapter ends with rand remembering the the line he will come from rudy and dawn and tie you back tie you together with bonds you cannot break he will take you back and he will destroy you Mm -hmm. from mandane's perspective heavy heavy oh yeah real heavy ending yep and then... And then we get this garbage oh chapter. Oh my god. We're back with Gar- Perrin
1: and Fael, and garbage they're in the chapters. Ways,
0: And, like, they are
1: literally abusing each other physically. Like, it I cannot sucks. handle... And I, I feel like my biggest problem with this portrayal of their relationship is that Robert Jordan is treating intimate partner violence as if it's, like, cute. And like, quirky. It's like, oh, yeah. look, they're, like, look, they, like, both are hitting each other. Perrin is gonna f- spank her and, like, you know, Bane and Chad aren't going to do anything because mm-hmm. she started the fight in the first place. And I'm like, this is not, like, this is not cute. Like, it's not cute.
0: It's not cute. I don't know how else to say it. It's, it's not frustrating cute. as hell. And it also doesn't make sense. No, like, for, for parents' character, so it doesn't make sense. He, no. And, like, I think the thing
1: that we're supposed to understand is that, like, that's how crazy she drives mm, him. But nope. That is literally an abuser stereotype. Like, yep. you made me so crazy that I had to do this thing to you. So, like, I hate. I, like, don't even want to distinguish this chapter with any more words about it.
0: Like, all we'll say is that they're in the Ways, and then as they're on the cusp of leaving the Ways, the Trollocs show up, and they have to fight Trollocs in, like, just outside, and it's like, Perrin has a moment where he's like, I'm going to put my teeth in the neck of a Neverborn, and it's, you know, wolfish, as we know. Right. Um. They make it to the ways, and they, like, kind of run out, and Loyal lo- locks it from the outside.
1: Right. They make it to the gate, the Manethrin gate, yeah. and they get out, and Loyal locks it. Right.
0: Yeah. It is it is what it is. Yeah. It's it's fail and parent are just, like, so annoying in, in all of these chapters. It's like really frustrating. I'm, like, genuinely
1: puzzled as to why I remembered them so fondly, because I am not getting. I, don't, I really don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I, I don't remember hating them. Yeah. in the same way that I hate them now but I also was much younger when I read these right. books same. and I probably I mean, didn't have that context right? No, like, of course not, of course not if you're, because I definitely read this when I was like 16. Oh
1: yeah I was younger than that and I definitely had no context for that kind of relationship. So violence, I guess if you're but, a like, kid and yeah. you're like
0: oh it is hard to handle your emotions. Right, right. I feel seen by this. Yeah, I don't know ugh, don't know. it's so silly Um, so this is like they're on they're in Minethirn they're at the I did laugh a little bit at like Jordan being a Lord of the Rings fanboy here oh. cuz they're in like the Mountains of Mist and they're talking about like the last king Amon Elkar, al Thorin yep, <laughs> like 100%. I see you I see you bro Right I I see what you're doing mm-hmm. Um and Perrin notices two hawks and one of them gets, shut, like, shot down, which he thinks is weird. Mm-hmm. And then a black cloud of ravens burst up, and we know ravens can spy for the dark one. And he's trying to reach out to sense wolves, and he can't find can't any. Can't find any. There's none, which is weird. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, making it's, – it's making him very nervous. He's mm-hmm. anxious about, like, what if he doesn't end up finding any wolves? Mm-hmm. Okay, then we can get to the next chapter. Well, he goes
1: into – he does go into the dream – and in uh, this chapter, no,
0: 28? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, on? okay. So, in 28, I just want to point out Loyal says something like snippy to fail at the top because she's being annoying, as per usual. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, if Loyal was ever mad at me, right. I would just stop existing right. like,
1: <laughs> like how do you not understand that if loyal thinks you are all being the worst like you are you're being worse. the worst
0: you're the worst like, i would never upset loyal i, know. I, know. I just want to throw that out there so yes okay so um this is kind of like you said like uh parents like okay i'm gonna go into the wolf dream and mm-hmm. try to figure out what's going on and oh, having- we did get a little bit. I, I did want to mention because he has this conversation with Gall, mm. where they're kind of like Gall is like, "You should prepare for the worst." Blah blah, blah. and Gall is like, um, Parent asks him like, "You've never mentioned my eyes." Like usually, people, none of the aisle have ever mentioned his eyes, and he right. asks Gall, and Gall says, "The world is changing." um they tried like his the chiefs tried to hide it the wise ones tried to, tra- to hide it but they were uneasy when they sent us across the dragon walls, searching for he who comes with the dawn i think perhaps the change will not be what we have always believed i do not know how it will be different but it will be the creator put us in the threefold land to shape us as well as to punish our sin but for what have we been shaped which uncomfortably echoes yes. i think what we saw in a lot of those flashbacks mm-hmm. and i just thought that was, like, the one kind of shining moment yeah, yeah. of these series of chapters of just getting a hint of what a current member of the Isle mm-hmm. society, how how they interact with all of these, like, expectations. Yeah, yeah. Because that, to me, that idea of, like, I do not know how it will be different, but it will be, or, like, the change will not be what we always believed is very similar to what that first German says of, like, we have found it for this purpose, but is not the purpose for mm-hmm. what we thought it was or whatever mm-hmm. that line was. I yeah, just yeah, yeah. it's so good. Like that he's so good when he can be good that right. it makes me angry when I'm like, exactly. you are wasting our time yeah. with these chapters. First of all, this time needs to be eight chapters no. or six six chapters. Sorry. Yeah. It could have been like four. Yeah. I think he doesn't have enough to do with Perrin. Yeah. I think I think a lot of the time. It's it's like book bloat for parent chapters. Sure. Yeah. Right. Right? <sighs> Infuriating.
1: Truth. Uh all right. So Perrin goes into the wolf dream because yep. he's like, I gotta figure out what's going on. Like, why can't I find any wolves? What's going on here? Uh it takes him forever to find Hopper, also is not around, which is weird. It's and- well, he
0: we also get this like parallel of I we're getting a lot of Perrin Egwene parallels here. Mm. And so we have like kind of a parallel to what happens when Egwene goes into the dream, where she sees a bunch of flashes oh, yeah, of her right. friends, of like you know, Rand is doing this. Matt is doing this. Nenev and Elaine are doing this. And we know it's what's happening in real life. And then there's Egwene and a woman with long white hair who stare at him. And we know that's Egwene with mm-hmm. Amy's probably of the Isle. But that parallel matters because then he's like thinking about what Teleronriot is and how he doesn't want to talk to Moiraine about it necessarily. And and maybe he could not even talk to like Egwene about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like. <laughs> Just do it. So then he's calling Hopper.
1: Right. And he can't find him. And instead, he sees this guy. Yeah.
0: Yes. Sorry, I got excited about the thing after that. Okay.
1: (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) So he sees this guy who's, like, bending over something, and, like, he's like, oh, this guy is weirdly familiar, but I don't know why. Also, he smells strange, like, Mm -hmm. not human. And so he goes over, and he finds, this is gross, like, a half-skinned wolf corpse. Oh yeah. So he's like, well, fuck this guy, and he starts chasing him, and he figures out how to, like, run in the dream world in these big strides. So they're chasing, 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 and they get to this tower. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy goes into the tower. And so Perrin is, of course, like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fuck him up. And Hopper finally shows up and is like, "Um, side note, don't go in the tower.
0: Yeah. It's like, Perrin's don't like, go in uh, there. What are you doing? Don't go in there. And he's like, but he killed a wolf. And Hopper's like, yeah, people kill wolves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, But he tells Perrin that this is someone named Slayer and that he is in the dream world in the flesh. Right. Which is a pretty big deal.
1: Pretty big deal.
0: And then this is the this part is, that you got excited about. Oh, yeah. This is the thing I got excited about. So first, Hopper tells Perrin that if you die in the dream, you die in real life. Right. Like, because I, Perrin didn't put two and two together. <laughs> um, and so then someone shows up and says, that "A dan- this is a dangerous place. The Tower of Genje is a bad place for humankind. And he turns around and he sees this woman with golden hair and holding like a bow mm-hmm. <laughs> and she he's like she has a dark cloak on and he's like voluminous trousers and her cloak seems to be hiding something silver um and she's she has this conversation with him and we learn a little bit more about what matt did yeah <laughs> um they kind of have this conversation where she's like don't go into that tower She's not Aes Sedai, because he asks her. Mm-hmm. Um She's like, You don't know what <laughs> I love it because it's this, it was very it was like this moment where she's like, You've never heard of the Tower of Genji?
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh and so and she's he's said, like he's
1: like, you don't know the prescripts?
0: Like, what's right. wrong with you? Like what are you doing yeah. here? It made me think of Mom rats when uh Jay is like, you don't know who LaForce is? Right. I, <laughs> I had a very mean girls moment. Like, does she even go here? Like, like
1: do you even <laughs> go here?
0: Um so we find out about this game that kids play called Snakes and Foxes. Because and and that sounds very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, And it turns out it's the Elfin and the (laughs) Eelfin. And those are probably the people that Matt was very rude to. Yes. (laughs) And so she says, like, the only way to win is to break the rules. Right. Basically. Otherwise, there's no winning against them. Mm -hmm. Um, She says, they are not evil the way the shadow is evil, yet they are so different from humankind, they may as well be. Which I didn't love that line. Like, that wasn't my favorite. Yeah. But she's basically like steer clear dark things are, are afoot mm-hmm. um and she tells him a little bit about the slayer like the slayer is not old but his evil is ancient and, and then, then she's, she's like, like
1: mm-hmm. i love this
0: i'm talking to you a lot are you yeah.
1: taverin by any chance and i just like
0: what <laughs> <laughs> so offended oh so good um and so she's like um he is right. I should not be talking to you. And then she disappears. Right.
1: We don't know who he is, right? No, no. We don't know who he is. Perrin catches a glimpse of like a shadow of a man. Oh, he yeah, yeah, towards, yeah, But otherwise we don't but know. But we him. don't know who it is. And then Hopper is like, who the fuck were you talking <laughs> yeah,
0: to? Hopper's like, okay. I did like that moment of Hopper being like, sure. <laughs> There's a sheep. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> it did make me laugh pretty hard. Yeah. Um, and so kind of Hopper's like, okay, uh, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. You should also go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that chapter's over. Yep. And they kind of realized like it might be worse than they thought. It might not just be like white yep. cloaks. Yep. Yep. Oh God, these chapters are, they're so, they're so long and like, okay, so in the next chapter they see, they get to, um the Althor farm, right? And it's
1: all burnt down. And it's all burnt down. Like, nobody's alive. There's nobody there. There's no bones there, so that's something. Which is great. But it's totally destroyed. And then they go... Perrin and Gaul... No. Yeah. Yes. Perrin and Gaul go to Eamon's field.
0: Yes. And they go into the uh, Egwene's parents inn. Yes. And he... I do kind of love how, like, so he he meets up with um, the Alvears, and mm-hmm. I do. I like uh, her mom so much, Maren. Yeah, like Marin, I like her so much. But I also love sort of like. Perrin's matter of factness about it he's like I killed white cloaks like that's right. why they're looking for me like he's right. not kind right, of beating like, around the bush uh,
1: you should not be here like yeah could you like there's there's white cloaks at Terran Ferry they're mm-hmm. looking for all three of you we don't really know what's going on but like you probably should get the fuck out of here
0: and then unfortunately we find out that Perrin's entire family has been killed mm-hmm. um they say it's by Trolloc's Right. Because there are not only a, the, the, the big thing is that Two Rivers and Eamon's Field are okay with the White Cloaks because the White Cloaks are stopping the Trollocs. Right. So and apparently so there's, there's this uneasy band
1: of trollocs, mm-hmm. And the White Cloaks, they're like, well, we don't like the White Cloaks, but they're protecting us. So we have, you can't like, you can't piss them off. We need them.
0: Yeah. So you basically need to like be quiet. Um, and so we find out also that Matt's family is in hiding but mm-hmm. that his sisters have been taken by the yes. white cloaks uh, and that Tam and Matt's father are in hiding together. Right. In the forest. In the forest. Um. So Matt's mother and sisters have been taken. Right. And then and Fael the... and
1: Chiad and Bane and everybody like basically everybody shows
0: up loyal to and, uh... and Oh. And so then Perrin finds out that Peyton Fane is with the White Cloaks, calling himself Ordeath, and he's like, Oh, that dude's a that dude's a dark friend. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up dark friend. He's the one who brought the Trollocs here. Yeah. Um, and then there is this kind of like nice moment where he's like trying to make a plan of like what we need to do and Fail is like, You need to grieve. Yes. And that's okay. And this is like the first moment yes. that I'm like,
1: okay. Yes. Yes.
0: Like, that—that that that is the first time that I have appreciated the two of them together and not just been like, can you get out of my book?
1: I know. I know. It is a nice moment.
0: Unearned, I think, but a nice moment. Yeah,
1: well, it doesn't.
0: It doesn't make sense. He's
1: writing their relationship so all over the place that, like, yeah, it, like, talking about things that don't thread. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. really threading well together.
0: It's really, it's so erratic, right? It's like. They met, they kind of, like, have this sort of, like, intense attraction, clearly, mm-hmm. that Perrin doesn't know how to handle. And then all of a sudden, they're dating, but we never saw them get right. together. Right. And so, then, the way they act towards one another is really weird mm-hmm. and off-putting. And mm-hmm. then... Oh, it's a very it's, antagonistic relationship. But, like, also not in a fun way. Like, no. I love a good yes. hate manse. I adore it. But I the power dynamics yes. have to work. And yeah. they don't work here. No. Ugh.
1: Anyway, so anyway. they, when he's done grieving a little bit, they make a plan to find Tam and Abel, who's Matt's mm-hmm. father.
0: Yeah, so Marin is basically like, we're going to keep you in this, like, old, this was very funny to me because I was like, shouldn't you try to get through, they they kind of mentioned of like, we should try to not be noticed as much as possible. Yeah. But then they go in like the middle of the day through the main square, is what it feels like. I did really. I wanted to mention very quickly this moment with Loyal, Mm -hmm. um, and like Mister Salvier, who is like just trying to be cool around Loyal in the aisle. Like she's like she's like making sure everyone's eating, but just like trying to be like very normal about it. And she's like, "You're so handsome." to loyalty. she's like I hate to ask you to use your hood Yes. and I was like
1: I love you so much she's great she is she's great. so nice I'm excited to see her in the show it feels like yeah. that, that could have been an interesting casting choice and I, I hope that she gets to do some things in the show
0: I think she's Daisy. I think yeah, I think is. the actress yeah. is Daisy, yeah um so they decide to kind of like walk through <laughs> the field the the town and of course like immediately are spotted yeah
1: yeah she's taking them to this abandoned like used yeah. to be the the sick house or whatever like the healing place and so she's mm-hmm. gonna take them to that it's off in the woods and yes they run into senbui who as we know already is the worst he's
0: like he's a he's a dick he's a dick uh yeah and Mar- <laughs> Marin is like this is women's circles business you better keep your mouth shut mm-hmm. you better keep your mouth shut and so he's like yeah, yeah totally i'm totally gonna keep my mouth shut yeah right. totally and i'm like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure um, so then they get there and warders come out of yeah, the woodwork.
1: Surprise! There's warders in Eamon's field.
0: What? That are not Lan. Not Lan. Not, not warders. Have we met Thomas before? Uh, yes. Varen's warder has
1: been, oh, right. So, spoiler. So, it's, it's Varen and Alana. It's Varen and Alana, yeah. Um, they with, uh, their warders, uh, Thomas and Yvonne, and the, uh, there was another one who died. And mm-hmm. uh, I believe we have met. Thomas? Thomas? Anyway, I believe we have met Varen's warder before. Uh, like very briefly.
0: Yeah, like I could not. No. I could not remember. Um, also, this is strange. Like, so um, Perrin is talking to Marin about it. And. He's like, why are the Aes Sedai here? Like, why? And she was like, they've sworn us to secrecy. Like, nobody knows. Only the women's circle knows. But, you know, they're Aes Sedai. Right. And Perrin says, there are Aes Sedai and Aes Sedai. <laughs> and he thinks about the ones he considered the worst, who are the Red Aja. Does Perrin not know about the Black Aja stuff? He doesn't know. Nobody told No one told him. thought. Hey, hey, per- Hey, Perrin, yeah. here's a thing you might want to yeah. know.
1: He has no clue. Oh my
0: god!
1: Because they don't all talk to each other.
0: Like they're all off. like Rand wasn't like, "Hey, maybe no. I should tell my friend." Nope. What the fuck? Nope. What the fuck,
1: <laughs> Rand? I mean, I I we all You probably <laughs> should have told everybody else knows, but like, just nope.
0: tell parents. Parents are the only one who
1: doesn't know, right? Yep that sucks i think matt knows
0: matt knows matt because knows. matt saved um oh that's Ygwayne right and that's right. And and stone
1: tear yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah uh okay so basically the big thing is that it's varon and, and alana right um <laughs> which we find out in the next chapter um and so not, we have this brief moment of the isler kind of feeling awkward about going there and parents like i really want to know what uh why the aisle feel a certain right. way about the Aes Sedai? So and, and we're like just Perrin. like nobody. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot, man. It's uh it's a lot of guilt, I think. Mm-hmm. Um so we have these like kind of this is the most we're getting of Alana. Yep. Yep. Right? And I do not at all remember Alana's story. So excited to see where this goes. But because from parents' perspective, she's just kind of like this strange, like unlike other Aes Sedai creature, but he hasn't interacted with a lot of greens either. No. So.
1: And Egwene has said a thing to him about Alana. Like she was nervous mm-hmm. about how interested Alana was in Bond. Yeah. But that's the only thing he knows about her.
0: So he's just like, I
1: don't, I don't, I don't trust get you. you.
0: Yeah. Um. Then they're kind of telling Perrin well, why they're there, which is because there are, they're interested that there are so many women who can channel coming out of the two rivers. There's this very unsettling thing that Varen says about, having women sleep with men who can channel yeah. after they've been gentled, that I was like, ooh, yeah, well, I don't like Yeah, all that. about that
1: eugenics, that very Like, jeez. Yeah.
0: Um, and they're kind of like, why aren't you helping to the Aes Sedai? And the Aes Sedai are like, you think two Aes Sedai can take on Trollocs and White Cloaks? Right. Do you think that's possible? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Alana at one point, like, kind of threatens to, like, She's like, maybe I'll uh, make you my warder. And mm-hmm. Perrin's like, no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's all, like, really weird and unsettling. And you can tell everybody has their secrets. Yes. And, like, it's just in general all very All the walls are
1: up. Nobody's, mm-hmm. like, talking to each other.
0: So then they finally, like, Tam and uh, Abel Kowthin show up. And are like, Perrin, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And they're, like, asking about Rand and Matt. And Perrin's like, they're in tears. Everything's fine. <laughs> don't worry um which is you know a little bit of a half lie but it's fine yeah right totally fine
1: totally fine and there's clearly
0: some kind of like relationship between the ice die and tam and abel that perrin is trying to pick up on like they brought rabbits and like that kind of stuff um and perrin finds a way to be like hey maybe we should talk outside yeah and have like a real conversation without people listening. And so this is where your quote comes in. Yes. Yes. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. Uh because they're asking, like, are you you're traveling with an Ogier and three Ayu? Like, what is going on with you? And uh, and Perrin's like, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing to do no, with no, no, it. No, nothing, it's just nothing. Like, it just happened. Like Loyal's just a friend, and like you know, it's I don't know. It's complicated. And they're like, okay,
0: yeah, because they're like, Alana said, did Alana say you're Taverin? Right, right. And and he's like, all three of you. Right. And Perrin, I haven't seen any signs of it in me. Yeah. Or Matt. <laughs> I I didn't think Perrin like, could be as full of shit as Matt can be turns out turns out uh, oh so, so oh my
1: gosh yeah so parent is basically just like trying to agitate for everybody to like take out the- he's like you got to get the white cloaks out of here like we'll you know we have to rescue everybody and mm-hmm. we'll deal with the trollocs like i'll go kill all the trollocs and we'll get then you won't need the white cloaks and it'll all be fine and they're like um
0: i mean we'll that
1: try. doesn't sound like it's gonna work but like okay
0: yeah, so Perrin kind of ends this section being like, I'm going to do what needs to get done. Yeah. Basically. And then we go to this Ugh. like Bornhold section, which means we have to deal not only with Dane Bornhold but with freaking Pad and Fane again. And child buyer. And child buyer.
1: The actual worst.
0: <laughs> yeah, and
1: like I don't know that there's that I mean all it is is that like he doesn't know why he's here still. He, you know, has is trying to make a defensible position there
0: we, we do find out that there are traveling people nearby. Yes. Um, so I guess the things we find out, there are traveling people nearby. The, and, uh, and an interesting parallel to what Joe and I told Aiden when he was dying, which was to go south. He tells um, he tells them to be like, basically, if the traveling people want to leave, they have to go south. Right. Which I was like, hmm, oh, interesting. interesting. I don't know if it was deliberate, but it just – stuck out to me yeah uh and then we find out that uh padden fane is the one who actually killed parent's family not trollocs and Bornhold covered it up mm-hmm. which is super like i feel like he doesn't get to be mad at parent no no like he doesn't get to be it's gross <laughs> right like that mm. mm-hmm. i mean i i know it's a par for the course with the white cloaks but yeah. still um and they have this like really slimy interaction between the two of them where Bornhold keeps sending his own men with or with uh, Patton Fane when he goes out and his own men keep dying. And Bornhold's kind of like, you must think I'm a moron, but I know what you're doing. And Patton Fane's like, look, do you want revenge on Perrin or not? Right. Essentially. Right. Like I can deliver them to you. Oh, and it's like really gross. And I really become accustomed to not having to read about Patton Fane.
1: Yeah. <sighs> and then we end with ordia slash Paden Fane torturing
0: a Murdrawl. Yeah. And this whole this this scene actually kinda like Patton Fane has kind of become this like he was so scary in the earlier books, but Rand has moved so far beyond him mm. that this seems ridiculous. Like when he's like Randall Thor was the only really important one. He would have known if it was Al Thor. I'm like, Randall Thor, it's like that scene in Mad Men when Don Draper is talking to, I, I can't remember the character's name. And he says, I don't think about you at all. Like that's that's how I feel about this. Like Rand has not thought about Padden Fane or cared in like two two whole books. Yeah. Because like who is Padden Fane compared to the Dark One?
1: Fair, Although, you know, he
0: I know. clearly
1: is a fucking monster. I mean, he's, yes. at a, he's torturing a murderer. Like, he's killing people right and left. Like, he's.
0: And he's like, nothing can kill me. Yeah,
1: he's horrifying.
0: But he is. But, he's awful. But you're right. Rand is thinking about other things. Like, Rand has so much other shit going on that this, I'm just like, why is this being dragged out so yes. much? I agree.
1: agree. And then, speaking of 32. 32- all of my notes say, what is this chapter for? This is unnecessary. It
0: is. So, like, I guess we should mention that in 31, the reason he's torturing this merjol is because he's asking the merjol to agree to something. Right. We don't know what it is yet, but clearly this this merjol is going to be used for something to patent feign's ends. Right. Um, which will be bad for everyone. Which will be bad for everyone. Um so Pad and Fane is no longer... I mean, we knew this, but he is out for himself, which means he's going to be attacked from all sides. Right. Essentially. And then, yeah, 32.
1: Uh, like, they, they go to try to scope out, like, the White Cloak encampment and see if there's any way to rescue Matt's sisters and the uh, and the Lewins and, like, everybody who's being held. And then there's this whole long nothing burger of an interlude with the Alcines and how like like, all of the family is living there and they're all like having this conversation and the whole thing is like just there we don't learn anything we don't care about these people there's no reason
0: like literally I don't know what this chapter is for I don't either they leave loyal behind with the Aes Sedai and Perrin asks loyal to keep an eye on Alana there's that because Varen comes with them so I like Alana stays behind with loyal and Varen comes with them uh Varen wants to know about the stories. Okay. Um, they're worried about war because they're trying to... So there is one thing, which is Perrin notices that he thinks it's weird that Ammonsfield is the only place that has not been attacked. And they're saying it's luck, mm. but he's like, no, there is a reason. There is There is no way they wouldn't attack it just by The Trollocs, meaning the Trollocs. The they the Trollocs. The Trollocs, because the Trollocs are randomly attacking places, but... Clearly, it's not random because mm-hmm. they have not attacked Amon's Field. And so they're saying they're trying to stir up war. In, there's some choice that's being made there to impact a bigger choice later on, mm, essentially. Mm. But that's the only thing because then, yeah, it's this like really long section of them listening to all these people talking there's clearly there's one character who's like parents shouldn't be here we should tell the white cloaks. so i'm guessing that woman's gonna tell the white cloaks right um and then it ends with like lord luke is coming which right lord luke is one of the hunters for the throne has horn thrown the horn <laughs> uh who has been in two rivers but they don't know that. Like, Phil is like, I don't know, maybe, like, no one knows who he is. Right. My guess, and this is a like pure speculation, is that he's going to be associated with the Slayer? Maybe? Yeah.
1: My guess is he's a Forsaken.
0: Right. Ooh, yeah. That's my bet. Is the Slayer a Forsaken, do you think?
1: I bet. No. Do you think so? Why not? They're all over here. Like, the that's Forsaken true. are, running they are around everywhere. everywhere. And they know mm-hmm. how to use Teleran So, that's true. Anyway, the whole thing is a setup
0: for, like, Lord Luke
1: is coming. Like, that's the whole thing. That's freaking, the whole that's thing. The whole thing. Those
0: six chapters could have been, like, three yeah. or four tops. Yeah. So he really, that's I really genuinely think that, like, he was, like, I need a certain. I need to make sure that the povs feel equal, mm. but I don't have enough to do with Parent. That's how this feels. When have you
1: ever about that though? It's so silly. It's so silly. I don't know, man. Yeah,
0: It's weird. Like your your goals shift while you're writing. Maybe. I guess that's true. But I don't know why else he would give six chapters to that. Yeah, I don't know. I genuinely like, don't. know. I genuinely don't understand. It's Parent is so unlikable for most of it, and then so boring for the rest. of Yeah, it. we're back to boring Parent. <laughs> I can never be free. Oh, someday, all right. Someday Damn. he
1: will justify my love for him. Someday. I can't wait. I'm where I,
0: I need it to happen. I'm I'm waiting. Maybe in book five. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> we've got like fourteen I'm more. We cry. Have, we have fourteen okay. books, man. <laughs> let's let's bring this home. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> oh no, I lost I lost the agenda. Hold on. Okay, here it is. <laughs> I clicked the wrong tab. Okay. <laughs> um, so keep an eye out for future episodes every other Wednesday. Next time we'll be talking about chapters 30 through 40 of The Shadow Rising. Uh, hopefully it will not be almost an hour and a half on just two and then <laughs> it'll be a little more evenly distributed. Uh, if you want to follow along, I definitely tweet out like kind of while I'm reading on Twitter under the hashtag #TarValonOrBust, or bust. Uh, you can share your thoughts there. And uh, we would like to thank
1: our Patreon supporters for hanging with us and helping to keep the show on servers near you. Uh, so thanks go out to James, Barry Q, Ruth A. Catherine, Jetlag Jessica, Support Your Local Library, Sam S, David U, Amy R, Maradim, Mimi K, Amanda, Mark D, Heather J, Christina M, Malia H, Keith, Sirius G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Danae, Destination Toast, MJ, Kat S, Jericho W, Sabre Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, emily evans k ola j yulia s and brian d and if you would like to be part of the patreon you can sign up at patreon.com tarvalen or bust it's just a dollar uh we're just out here covering server costs and we've done that so uh it's i guess really what it is is a chance to connect with mm-hmm. other folks and chat about the show in between episodes
0: And a big thank you to Brian Dunn, fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at briandunnmusic.net. That's Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. And if you are enjoying the show, we would love for you to leave a review and or reading somewhere,
1: wherever. It helps other folks to find the show and we super appreciate it. We might read it on air. I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, In between shows, you can find us Various places. I'm still on social media break, so you mostly can just find me on Book Riot's podcasts, Get Booked, and SFF. Yeah, uh,
0: and you can find me on all of the social media: so Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr at Run with Skizzers. That's S K I Z Z E R S, as well as co-hosting the podcast They See Geek Girls. Um, which next month we're, we're doing a lot of like Star Trek I think where I'm gonna learn about Q Ooh. Um, <laughs> have fun with that I know I'm excited because I kind of know but I don't really know mm. um, and yeah that's They See Geek Girls which I co-host with Swapna Krishna um, and so this is <laughs> this episode is not the ending there are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time but it is an ending
1: bye